Welcome to Student Success Secrets, short and sweet study hacks for busy students who want to stress less and tap into their true academic potential. I'm your coach, Roberto Sacripanti. Have you ever asked yourself why people have different skills? Why is understanding science easier for them than it is for me? Or how does the person always get straight A's? If so, you're not alone. I spent most of my academics trying to crack the code, but without success. The truth was, I kept studying harder, pulling questionable all-nighters, and yet I was not getting the results I wanted. Eventually, I realized that the current school system is simply not built to teach us how to learn, how to study, and how to think. In search for answers while pursuing my medical school dream, I decided to take charge on my own education. But the real question is, what is the key to learning? Join me on my journey as I share the little known secrets to stress less, shift priorities, and get better grades. I'm your coach, Roberto Sacripanti, and this is the Student Success Secrets Podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome back for the second part of Dr. Roy Martinez training and mini interview. In this episode, the doctor will share with us how to manage stress, how to stress less, how to feel less anxious, and also the art and science behind visualization. So now you mentioned uh, two things. Uh, well, let's go in order. First, you said um, taking responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's um, a big one in terms of stu- for students because generally speaking, uh, students they don't do much self care, and that. Mm-hmm. That's important because it also affects your mental health. But what mental health is all about is basically feeling your body, feeling your mind, and then acting accordingly. So mm-hmm. how would you, uh, you know, if when a student feel, uh, oh, I'm anxious, or I'm depressed, or I'm lonely, or oh, I'm stressed, so... Uh, what what a student can do in order to you know mm-hmm. lead away from uh, from this uh, state? I know there is the the stress point. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you still remember? <laughs> well, the first thing we we need to understand is that uh, many people are victims of certain conditions, right? So let's take an example a student is using a lot of sugar you know not healthy lifestyle there's an exercise and this creates a biochemical impact in the biochemistry which can have effects in your energy levels so and and stuff like that and you know staying late at night and and those kind of things drink a lot of uh, soda caffeine drinks all of these have effects we all need to pay we all will pay the price for our lifestyle. So that's step number one. We need to consider that it is an insult to the body to put uh, food in the body that is not natural. It's just an insult. It's a question of how long will the body be able to handle it? it, it it's, I mean, you, in a car, you're not going to put, uh, you know, the wrong kind of fuel. Yeah. You know, you, you have to put the so that's the first step. You need the people need to start 
with understanding the nutrition is an important part of my state, number one. The second thing that uh, people need to understand is that stress levels come from having certain, uh, let's say, way how you deal with things in life. So, for example, I am practically stress resistant because I don't care how much work I have to do. I have just one rule is I do the best I can in the time I've got, and that's it. I'm not going to stress over what I cannot do. Do you understand the difference? So it, it starts with creating the attitude to become aware of what do you allow to stress you. The stress is never outside of you. It's always inside of you. So when we have an examination, what you see often happen is that we first start with procrastination, and we, we think, ah, we got two months, whatever, we're going to play alone. So this is a lack of self-responsibility. It is a lack of not knowing how to pace yourself. So the first thing is to create a structure where you, it's like with goals. If I want to run the marathon three months from now, I need to have a plan for that. So I need to have a plan for my study. I need to know where my weak points are. I need to consider also myself, my learning style. You know, we all have different learning styles. Some, uh, some people learn maybe better under pressure, which is often illusion, but it's something. <laughs> mm -hmm. You need to create the right pressure to start learning in, in yeah. a certain way, right? So we need to get to know ourselves first, how we are doing things, what are the things that are stressing us, and, and then what we need to do is to start, and this is something that sounds strange, but what I've found in my work, 40 years of practice as a holistic doctor and curing the most toughest disease on this planet, but at the same time, I'm also a martial artist for 60 years and I've coached athletes, I've, I've coached people to become world champions, I've coached uh, managers, CEOs, millionaires, billionaires, a lot of them on stress management. And here's the biggest trick of everything. If you want a cure of cancer or you want to run the marathon, it is not meditation, but visualization. So meditation is great. That's a different topic. Meditation is great to relax your body, but there are different ways to do it in an easy way to, to, to manage your stress. But if we learn to visualize our outcome, let's take a golfer, like a top golf playing guy, they need to be mastered in visualization. And when, when you go start looking in sports, the people who can visualize the better can become better into, into, into sport. So visualization is crucial because what does visualization do? It creates in our brain, I call this a hologram of the desired outcome. And when I can use my, my five senses, and at five senses, I, I mean, so for example, I, I'm a world champion in martial arts. I won over 200 uh, competitions and each time I would visualize the outcome in details and how I would go home with the prize, what will happen, where I'm going to put that prize I won in my trophy uh, thing. So it is the detail of the outcome is number one. Then the second part of the visualization is the visualization of the path towards the outcome. So first, you need to have a fixed outcome that you want to achieve. I want to go to this test 
with flying colors. Okay, so I know I'm going to score an A. That's what I want. Now I need to go backtrack. How am I going to score the A? So if I want to become a world champion, how am I going to train? I'm going to go detailed in my training, see myself training, running, you know, punching the back, whatever I need to do. I go back into, into detail. And then, when, and then I make it into a daily routine. And here happens something very strange. You overcome procrastination. So... I'm going to give you an example. At some point, I decided, I was in my 38 years, I decided to focus on my 80th birthday. The question was, how do I want to celebrate my 80th birthday? Okay, this is my visualization program for six months. Okay, And what I, I created was, I my 80th birthday, I would run the marathon. Now, this one, one little thing is I hate running. So it, was not, <laughs> it was not like I was a fanatic runner. I didn't like running at all. So I said, if I put it 40 years into the future, it's in the okay. <laughs> and I start visualizing this every day. See myself running. And all of a sudden, I think within three months, I start getting the desire to run. So, and I start running. I, I was running two, three hours a day. And I became so fanatic that I ruined my knees. <laughs> so because it, it was, I was doing too much. I became obsessed with running. So then I changed it into cycling. So then again, another three months. <laughs> now I'm here in Austria. The, when the lockdown came, the first thing I did was bought, I bought the bicycle. And every day I go cycling because that memory is there. Yeah. So I believe visualization is the most powerful tool to guide the nervous system to create a hologram that will become what we call an autopilot over time. And there's this one trick you need to know, uh, actually two tricks. The visualization is not about how long you visualize. It's better to visualize 10 minutes than half an hour because 10 minutes you can still keep your focus. But it's about the time you visualize. So visualize, visualize in the morning and before sleep. Those are the two most important times. And 10 minutes is enough. And, um, and you want to visualize with all your senses to, to really bring in your sense. How does it smell? How is my body moving? How does the wind feel? How does it feel to now have passed this exam? And then when you go back, for example, if, if there are a lot of stress, you're seeing yourself being totally stress-free in a certain routine. You want to create a routine that is the most appropriate for you. And the, the, the last thing in the visualization people need to remember is to create a new autopilot. You need to visualize a minimum two months. I, I go normally three months. I always want to play in the safe side. I say, I'm going to do it for three months, and then it's locked into your memory system. And, it, uh, and then you have this, uh, what I call the hologram for the new habits that you're creating, and you will overcome the sabotages that you have in, in that sense.